0: Good evening. Okay, we're going to finish our short series then on the book of Proverbs tonight, and uh, getting wise about wisdom. I don't know if it has helped you get wise at all, but hopefully it will at least inspire you to go and take a closer look at the book of Proverbs, and uh, to benefit from it. So tonight... We're going to be looking about getting wise about wealth. We'll only be looking at it briefly, really only touching on the subject. And certainly this issue is one that you really become aware of when you go to work in Africa. So I'll also be talking about some of the experiences I've had in Africa and people I've met and things I've learned. As we said before... The book of Proverbs is basically the instruction of a father to a son. It's designed uh, for the father to teach his son to grow up in wisdom so that he can take on the responsibilities of life, take over as head of the household from the father, or um, very likely it is designed specifically for uh, young men within the nobility of Israel those who would be having office in government, and particularly kings. Uh, So when we looked at uh, Getting Wise About Worship, we looked about the issues of uh, justice and righteousness that the book is concerned with there, and we we did cover a little bit about wealth in that. Uh, But two of the main themes are wealth or riches and woman, and we looked at getting wise about women this morning so in chapters 1 to 9 we find that those two concerns are uh, coming up again and again in fact the very first thing that the father instructs the son with after the the introduction of the first seven verses in chapter 1 If we look to verse 10, My son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. If they say, come along with us, let's lie in wait for someone's blood. Let's waylay someone's harmless soul. Let's swallow them alive like the grave and whole like those who go down to the pit. We will get all sorts of valuable things and fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot with us and we will share a common purse so immediately the temptation of wealth, of riches of getting them in a way that is quick and easy is raised for the young man and his father is advising him don't choose a quick route to riches don't obtain them dishonestly or violently and that is the first lesson that the young man needs to know we go on to chapter 2, verse 4. We find what the young man is to seek instead. I will read from verse 1. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding... And if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. The Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. So instead of spending the time searching out silver and hidden treasure, the young man is to spend his time and prioritize searching out wisdom that comes with the fear of the Lord. If we go on to chapter 3 and verse 16. The young man is now listening to the, the voice of wisdom. Or if we read from 13. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better return than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honour. Her ways are pleasant ways, and all her paths are peace. So, riches, honour, and long life are good things in the context of wisdom as they are held and offered by wisdom. And again, in Proverbs 8, from verse 10, Choose my instruction instead of silver, my knowledge instead of gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have understanding and power. By me kings reign and rulers make laws that are just. By me princes govern and all nobles who rule on earth. I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I, possess, what I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the ways of righteousness along the paths of justice, bestowing wealth on those who love me and making their treasuries full. So wealth is not wrong in and of itself and it can come as a result of God's blessing. It can come through wisdom. But if the heart is wrong in pursuing wealth by the wrong end by the wrong means for the wrong reasons it will corrupt wealth and wisdom can bring good if wisdom is founded on the right foundation fear of the lord and life according to his standards But some of the things that we need to be aware of with regard to wealth, firstly, wealth can distort our evaluation of our own importance. Wealth can bring uh, certain temptations. And here we revisit some of the the proverbs that we looked at when we were thinking about justice and righteousness. Wealth brings friend upon friend, but from a pauper a and buddy, will distance himself. Or many seek to win the favor of rulers, and everyone is a friend of an extravagant giver. So wealth can bring uh, corruption. The context of these was the corruption of justice, uh, which wealth can buy, the influence that wealth can buy. With wealth, it is always possible that we might think that we are better than those who have less than us. It may be because we think that God has blessed us, that we somehow have a right to the things we have, and somehow others who do not have as much as we do uh, aren't as deserving of God's blessing, that he doesn't approve of them as he does of us. And it may be that we think there's simply something wrong with those who are poor. Uh, Proverbs does acknowledge sorry, that um, it is quite possible that people are poor because of their own fault. It can recognise that poverty can come from a responsibility of the lazy, carnal, and self-indulgent people. So, for example, in six chapter six verses ten to eleven, I'll read from. From verse 9. We have a wonderful little passage. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest and poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcely like an armed man. So if we're not careful, if we don't take care, then poverty uh, can overtake us. And hard work is uh, commended throughout the book of Proverbs. But it also recognizes that poverty can be the result of injustice. So in 1323, we read that a poor man's field may produce abundant food. He works hard, and he thinks he has what he deserves at the end of it. But, Injustice sweeps it away. Now that's certainly one of the things you learn about quickly in Nigeria is uh, just how widespread corruption is. It is also quite shocking to learn that corruption has really come into their leadership system through the West. In the past, chiefs in the tribes were seen as people who were to give to the people but as the West came in big companies offering big money uh, for rights to the resources of the country um, it corrupted the leadership now, I'm not going to blame the West completely um, because Africa has to bear some responsibility for that themselves but it is, it's is—it's one of those things that is shocking to learn um, and we have the same problem here I was reading today about um, our own politicians and how they're trying to cover up uh, their their expenses they don't want to have to declare their expenses that they're claiming from the taxpayers Um, and apparently the woman MPs broke down and cried at the thought of having to share these supposedly personal uh, things Uh, so it's not just African uh, leaders and politicians who uh, take advantage of their situation. And one of the big problems, too, is that uh, it can come into the church as well in Nigeria. At JETS, where I was teaching uh, for the, the, the year and a half that I was there to begin with, we shared the campus with the Bingham University, which was a university set up by the Equa Church. Um, and its aim was to teach. It, it taught medicine and other uh, things like that, but it was, the aim was to teach these things with a Christian ethos. And the reason it was sharing the campus with JETS, rather than being in Abuja, the capital of Nigeria, where it was supposed to be, was because the man who was in charge of it used the money to buy himself a nice new car instead of buying the site in Abuja. So corruption can have a profound uh, impact. It's right through society and into the church. Uh, So that's one of the concerns, one of the things that I try to deal with in in the classroom One of the things that we need to remember for ourselves should we be ever uh, tempted to uh, help ourselves to things that we're not really entitled to, however small that might be, um, is that we are accountable to God for all that we do. We are accountable to God for how we treat those who are less fortunate than us. In 22, 22 to 23, we read, Do not exploit the poor because they are poor, and do not crush the needy in court. For Yahweh, or the Lord, will take up their case and plunder those who plunder them. And in 17, verse 5, He who mocks the poor shows contempt for the maker. Whoever gloats over disaster will not go unpunished. And the other thing we need to remember is But honour, riches in themselves, are not necessarily good, but often we find riches together with honour. Solomon, uh, Jehoshaphat and Hezekiah were renowned uh, for being blessed by God with both riches and honour. In 29, uh, 23 in Proverbs we read, A man's pride brings him low but a man of lowly spirit gains honour. Those who are humble are the ones who are worthy of getting honour of significance, respect in society and responsibility. And again, reminded that we have a responsibility to adjust this in all that we do. So, Wealth can distort our evaluation of ourselves. We can think we're more important than we are, that we're more deserving of everything that we have. But we are accountable to God, and we have a responsibility to righteousness and justice, and to live with honor. Another thing we want to think about from Proverbs is that wealth can give the illusion of security and self sufficiency. So in 10.15 we read the wealth of the rich is their fortified city but poverty terrorizes or is the ruin of the poor. Poverty is a vicious circle. It's not here ignorance or laziness or anything else that is blamed. It's poverty in itself. If one has no money it is nearly impossible to create opportunities to create an income for oneself. It's not a desirable state to be in. The rich, by contrast, have the wealth to protect themselves against trouble and it's recognizing that wealth can, in fact, protect us from many of the troubles and trials of life. Now, while I was in Nigeria... I maybe wasn't keeping up with the news and things as much as I should have been. Um, but we were aware that there were problems with the economy. We were aware, particularly in January, when the prices of basic commodities like rice doubled. And uh, our house help uh, was telling us about this and... Um, For us, that meant uh, having to raise significantly the wages of our house help. And I was quite shocked, really, to find that it was bad over here when we got back. But we're told here we can tighten our belts. For example, the executive of one of the gas companies who told us that we could wear extra jumpers to combat the rising fuel costs while their profits soar upwards into the billions... But in Africa, they don't have belts. They have bits of string and they're as tight as they can tie them. We heard this January of a street in Jos, where we live where seven Nigerian children froze to death overnight. They don't have extra jumpers. They don't have blankets. They don't invest their money in these things because they'll only be needed a couple of nights in a year and the winter... Uh, This year was particularly cold. So these things we can take for granted, but those who live in poverty really are trapped by poverty itself. But there's more to think about of this. So you go on to another similar proverb. The rich man's wealth is his fortified city. In their imagination, its high walls are unscalable. So the word imagine here undermines what looks like a picture of strength. So when it was compared with the situation of those in poverty, you could see that wealth was indeed a big help. But here it's compared simply with the the rich people's own sense of security. They imagine that their wealth will protect them from anything. But we need to look at this proverb in its context. In 18, verse 10, we read, The Lord's name is a fortified tower. The righteous run into it and are lifted high to safety. And then in 1812, before it is demolished, the heart of man is proud before honour is humility. So there's a comparison within these proverbs between the lifting high of the righteous who seek safety in the Lord and the imaginary height of the walls of the rich man's wealth. And it finishes by saying, before it is demolished, the heart of man is proud. The word demolished is a word that is also used of the breaching of walls. Before honour is humility. So these proverbs underline uh, that wealth can give the illusion of security, uh, but the only real security is in the Lord. Wealth is no substitute for God fearing wisdom. Read in 14.27, the fear of Yahweh is a fountain of life, turning a man from the snares of death. And in 14.16, he who fears Yahweh has a secure fortress. For his children, it will be a secure refuge. 28.11 says, a rich man might be of the opinion that he is wise, but a pauper with discernment sees who he really is. So, the poor can have the advantage over the rich because they don't, if they have the wisdom of God, they don't suffer from the same disillusionment. Just to, to say something about uh, my experience in Nigeria this here is our house help, Regina. As I said, the prices for basic commodities that they survive on uh, doubled she's an AIDS widow Uh, she's a good Christian woman and her husband decided to take two more wives and then AIDS came into the family she's had AIDS for over 10 years um, but uh, the drugs have been able to keep her going Uh, she has two daughters and uh, we have a responsibility for her in that we employ her we don't, can't really afford to give her that much and it's amazing uh, what, they, what her family manages to survive on but it, it gives us a real sense of the responsibility that we have as privileged people uh, for those who are less fortunate uh, than ourselves and certainly uh, we'd ask you to remember in your prayers Regina uh, and her family AIDS is one of the reasons why poverty can be so uh, devastating I also want to share with you some of the haiku that my students wrote when I do Old Testament poetry. The first assignment I give to my students is to write three haiku based on their own experience of life in Nigeria. If you look at our prayer letter, I've put a whole sheet. The back of the sheet is all my students' haiku, which I've selected to give you a kind of cross picture of some of the problems and joys that they face in life this one drudgery is not her pain she toils day and night just to fill his belly one that I would love to use this morning if I hadn't run out of time when I was talking about getting wise about woman but it is a day to day struggle coping with poverty Uh, in my class The last class I had before I came home, I was dealing with Deuteronomy, so I decided to deal with the issue of the blessings that are given, that are promised to the people of Israel. One of the challenges that the church faces in Nigeria is the influence of the health and wealth gospel, and it's a big temptation for those who are going through the college because It's a way they see if they're a gifted speaker of uh, making a bit of money and having a comfortable living because for many of the students going into ministry in the church, the churches don't have enough money to pay a full wage Uh, and very often they work at other things during the week. They don't have time to prepare sermons. Uh, Their wives have to work as well in order to support the family. Uh, So it's a big temptation. So I started talking, trying to get them to understand the difference in the context between the Old Testament and the New Testament, how Israel were promised an inheritance in the land of Israel that they passed from generation to generation. And within that context, were they faithful to God, they could, in fact, experience freedom from disease. They could experience wealth and uh, prosperity. But our context is different, and I took them to passages like 1 Peter 1, verse 3, following. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in his great mercy. He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade, kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation That is ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little time you may have had to suffer in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes though refined by the fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor uh, when Jesus Christ is revealed. So our inheritance is one that will never perish spoil or their fade, kept in heaven. We are still awaiting our entry into that promise. And uh, the prosperity that is, has been promised to Israel is essentially the prosperity that we will inherit in uh, the new heaven and the new earth. Uh, so while the, some of what we read in Proverbs concerning uh, wealth is relevant to Israel in their context... Uh, We need to think forward to when Christ returns, uh, when we will uh, receive our inheritance. So I tried to open up this discussion with them. I also brought them to to Matthew, where Jesus said about those Pharisees who prayed on the street corners so that they would receive the praise from men, and saying that they've received their reward now, but... uh, and I was saying, well, you can preach the health and wealth gospel if you want to and receive your reward now, but would you not rather wait until uh, you get your reward in heaven? And one person replied straight away, I would rather have it now. At least he was honest. Um, but it's certainly not easy uh, when you live in poverty sometimes, and there are ways out uh, to completely ignore those in preference of something which lies in the future the nights are dark the electrical appliances are dusty the industries are suffering in some ways going to Africa is like stepping back in the past uh, before uh, technology before uh, all the advances that we have for example going to the shop It's like going to a corner shop from your childhood. The local Safeways is more like a corner shop. It's not a proper Safeways, obviously, but they've called it Safeways. Um, It's more like going to a corner shop, and that's one of the better supermarkets that we have. But in other ways, it's like stepping into the future, the shortage in fuel. Uh, Even though Nigeria is one of the most oil-producing countries in the world, the corruption means that the fuel is actually for Nigeria is sold to neighbouring countries and then has to be brought in so you get uh, queues for the filling stations which are miles long here's one of my students who uh, has asked me to mentor him he's a a guy called Eli or Eli as we would say Um, but Ellie, before he came to college, he had owned uh, a successful business. Uh, he had uh, a few hundred chickens producing eggs, uh, but then uh, his chickens caught some disease and he lost his whole livelihood. Uh, he now, to get himself through college, has a few, rears a few chickens to sell for uh, meat uh, rather than Investing in eggs because if he loses uh, his chickens, he loses his income. And it is a struggle for the students to to get through day to day and to pay their fees as well as to pay for the families. Politicians in court, proven cases, election rigged, corrupt politician contests again, corruption being uh, very much a part of life. These cows are the cows of Fulani. They're a Muslim, a a large group of Muslims who are semi-nomadic and you see them going through from time to time. But there is tension between Muslims and Christians. Riots in the street, someone standing at the door holding a cutlass. And part of it is over the fight over resources. There's only a limited amount of resources and land and uh, in, in some areas you can't have land if you're a Christian and uh, in fact I had one student who came to me after class and said I don't know what to do uh, three of my brothers have converted to Islam over the weekend uh, so the uh, Muslims are offering money and offering rewards to people to convert to Islam and uh, it was interesting to read that uh, there is the equivalent of the Health and Wealth Gospel within Islam as well, which it is making, uh, it, which is really establishing itself. For myself, I, I did have to drive through um, a developing riot, and let me tell you, it is pretty scurry. Thirsty in a pool of water, our tanks are dry among oil wells beggars cloistering around a corner. Rich and famous, this is one about Africa, rich and famous, she is wealth and beauty clother, but her children cry hunger. I've heard it say on a a number of times that there's enough wealth in Nigeria for everyone there to be a millionaire, that is a millionaire in their terms, not in ours, Um, but it's simply uh, not being distributed um, among the population but there is hope at morning's light gather around the table Christians seek divine help there are still those who will trust in the Lord who will live by the fear of the Lord and by his wisdom and it's my privilege to be able to teach some of those people and help them Uh, to find our way and I certainly would value your prayers as you pray for me please also pray for my students um, and the hardships that they face from day to day Um, and it it does cause struggles in their faith in their walk Uh, there are many temptations involved and we just pray that uh, the Lord will see them through and that they will receive their reward uh, in his kingdom to come